Welcome back to the Stay High Podcast, where I help you heighten your personal experience through my own experience on this earth. I'm your host, Kristen, and today we are back with another episode titled, You Have to Feel It in Order to Heal It. And the reason why I wanted to talk about this this week is because I feel and see a common theme within myself and my clients and friends and family and people that I've talked to that can really understand intellectually why the trauma happened, how the abandonment wound is not really their fault, how we have all these limited beliefs, right, about ourselves, and we can talk about it all day long. But what I was finding with myself and and my clients is that that wasn't enough. That wasn't enough to really let go and truly move forward. There's one thing where we have to, you know, really understand and intellectualize, conceptualize, talk through the trauma, right? And we're just jumping right in as we always do. But um, there's steps, there's layers to actually healing and releasing trauma. And the first step is actually acknowledging, right, that you have trauma in in the first place, that there's something wrong, that there's something off, that there's something that you went through. A lot of us are even stuck at that point in just being able to say something's wrong, right? Because we want to come off like we have everything together and and we're perfect and we're, we're afraid of anybody seeing any insecurities. Um, and then the next point is, you know, accepting and holding ourselves accountable. There, there's, whole, there's so many steps, but the part where I feel I was stuck and a lot of my clients get stuck is actually connecting the mind and body back together. Okay. I love that book. I forget who it's by Amir. I believe the body keeps score. So as much as we try to disassociate or the, 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 as much as we can rationalize and understand that the things that happened to us in childhood, the things that happened to us in, in our past is not a reflection of us, does, that, does not make us an inherently bad person, does not mean that we're not worthy and deserving of love, we still have to feel the feelings that we have been running from for so many years. In order for us to actually let go and truly, truly move forward, because a lot of us can say, oh, I forgive that person. Oh, that was so long ago. I'm over it. But then our actions, whether they're conscious or subconscious, speak otherwise. And so how do we start to actually feel our feelings so that we can truly heal? How do we stop intellectualizing everything like beating it like a dead horse, intellectually intellectualizing everything to death and then actually say, okay, I understand it. I've processed it. I've talked about it. I've, you know, spoken my truth. I, I'm validating myself. And why do I still feel shitty? Why do I still feel sad? Why am I still waking up feeling heavy? Why do I still feel depressed? And the conclusion that I've come to through my own healing and through my clients is because we are still scared of what those feelings are going to do to us. We're still scared of how feel what it feels like 
to address the abandonment wound, which is why we have a lot of maladaptive ways of coping where we turn to substance abuse, where we always have to be drinking, where we always have to be in a relationship, where we always have to be hooking up and having sex and doing anything that makes us feel comforted, comforted, <laughs> comforted in that moment. And so once we can be brave enough to sit still and really allow our body to go through the natural process to release trauma that typically should not take 30, 40, 50 years to actually process. But because we've been so conditioned in our society to suppress ourselves, to not say how we're really feeling, to say, I'm fine, the infamous I'm fine when really our world is wrecking havoc inside of us. We've been taught that if we cry, we're weak. We've been told, don't cry. We've been told, oh, you should not be mad about that. We've been told, you're still hanging on to that. Like, what's wrong with you? Why are you still, get over it. Like, you know, we've been told all these toxic terms and, uh, you know, just the things that we have grown up with that have taught us that feeling our feelings is bad, feeling our feelings is wrong, and feeling our feelings is scary. And so we have so many people rocking around in society with all this pent-up shame, guilt, blame, anger, sadness that they don't feel allowed to express. And so Eventually, a lot of people get to the point where they hit this wall in their life where they're like, I'm tired of this. I don't want to continue feeling just kind of mediocre. I don't want to have to drink or get high or do drugs just to feel some type of euphoria and bliss. I want to be able to feel that natural in my natural state, that, that term high on life. Yeah, that's a real thing. And so the disconnect and where a lot of people get stuck is that they are terrified of how feeling their feelings is essentially going to make them feel. And so we avoid doing certain things that we know are actually going to heal it. So a perfect example, I will use myself. I had a tumultuous and still have, I mean, a tumultuous relationship with my dad. I used to jump through hoops and fawn and, and completely freeze up and just avoid confrontation because my dad never seen me. He did not see me. He did not hear me. He just was not able to have the emotional relationship that I needed as, as a child and as an adult. And so because I didn't want to acknowledge the pain of feeling so emotionally and physically abandoned from my dad, I just shoved it down and pretended that I was okay. I'm fine. I had a normal childhood. I'm good. And then it got to the point where, you know, in 2021, when I had my awakening and I couldn't run from the truth of how my dad really made me feel, um, I was able to truly understand the abandonment wound. I was truly under to, able to understand my anxious attachment. I was able to write it out. Everything made sense. I watched tons of videos. I went to therapy. It all made sense. But why did I still feel heavy? Why did I still feel so sad? And I realized it was because I didn't allow my body to actually process what the abandonment really felt like. What does it mean? What is it like getting into the meat and potatoes? What does it feel like? What does it mean to sit in that abandonment and really realize that my whole childhood, I missed out on having the experiences with my dad that I deserve and that I really deeply craved. And so something just clicked. 
oh, I understand that the abandonment was not my fault. I understand that my dad is a hurt, wounded little boy as well, and he did the best that he could do. We all have heard that. Our parents did the best that they could do, and it's not anyone's fault. It's just the, the tools that they were given, all the things that we are told that are true to make us kind of feel better and not feel like it's something wrong with us. And so while that's very true and it makes sense, we still have to feel it. We still have to sit in the sadness. We still have to allow ourselves to scream and cry. And I realized that was, those were, those emotions were foreign to me. I had that mask of always being happy. I had the mask of always being put together and nothing ever got me down. I'm the light. I'm, I'm the class clown, the comedian. I'm supposed to make everybody feel good. Meanwhile, I'm suffering so much inside by not really allowing these feelings out. And so in order for me to heal, I had to sit in my darkness. I had to close all the windows and put on the sad music and, and really allow myself to get to spaces that I had been terrified of. And the way that I was able to do that was I had to actually address what was still making me sad. And I realized I still had my dad in my life. I still was talking on the phone with him and trying to hang out with him and trying to deny these feelings that were inside. And, and so once I said, okay, no, my feelings and, and my happiness is worth more than appeasing and fawning and, um, trying to make my dad feel like he was present in my life so that, you know, it wouldn't cause him any shame. I had to get real. And that's when I had to set the boundaries and say, dad, you no longer can be in my life this way. I love you. I will always love you, but I have to love you from afar. And bam, it was almost a year ago to, to the date. It was on 8-8, the Lionsgate portal uh, last year. Um, I love numerology and astrology. But um, it was that I had this huge epiphany. I had this huge epiphany that I said, oh, I don't have to have my dad in my life anymore. The reason why I've kept my dad in my life is because I was terrified of how it was going to feel to not have him in my life. But then I had to get real. How do I feel with him in my life. And I'm just using myself as an example. I'm not saying that everyone needs to cut off family members and cut off people in order to feel and heal, that, that everybody's situation is different. Some of us need to just speak our truth. Some of us haven't even tried to speak our truth or to set boundaries with the people in our lives. We are just walking around with the assumption or the limited belief that our thoughts and our feelings don't matter or that um, we're not going to be validated and, re and received. And in reality, that may be true. I, my dad was not able to validate me, but it still didn't mean that my truth was not true. And so I realized I had to start validating myself and I needed to do the thing, to do the thing that I've been avoiding so that my body could finally process the true abandonment that I had always felt. And so once I made that decision, I was so depressed. I was anxious. I was waking up every night in the middle of the night thinking I was going to get a call that he was passed away. Um, I woke up with guilt and anxiety, feeling like I had done something wrong by choosing myself. And I realized that was such a trauma response, right? Having those boundaries felt foreign. Having those boundaries felt like I was doing something wrong and it was painful. But then as I continued to really process and just sit in my truth and say, no, like this 
this is this is what I need. I needed to feel this. I needed to feel what it was truly like to have my dad out of my life and feel that sadness that, um, you know, ultimately he could not choose me in our relationship. I had to sit with that. That is the truth. And I could no longer run from that painful truth and lie to myself and make up all these excuses and um, just chalk it up as that's just my dad. That's just how he is while still feeling really bad every time I was around him because I felt like I couldn't be my authentic self. And my authentic self had a lot of anger. My authentic self had a lot of sadness and pain and things that I really needed to get off of my chest. But since my dad would never allow me to speak to him directly, I said, okay, I can no longer keep you in my life and I got to process these emotions with my friends on my own and therapy, hitting the pillow, screaming, a lot of rage therapy that I, that I went through and um, went through with friends, a lot of sadness and just wallowing in that sadness and just allowing myself to lay in bed day in and day out and deal with the grief. And so I realized that is the disconnect that a lot of us have where we feel like we're hitting this wall in our journey where we have that initial wake up and things are starting to come in and all the downloads are coming in and you're like, okay, yes, I understand it now. It's not my fault. You have that, that, that euphoria, that bliss that comes up and you're like, it's not my fault. I, I, I am worthy of love that my dad or my mom, whoever it is, they didn't abandon me because I wasn't worthy. They abandoned me because they were a abandoning themselves and their own emotions. And they just didn't have the capacity to be what I needed. It's not about me. It's not that I'm not worthy of love and that's all great. And that's an amazing epiphany. We all need to get to that point because we need to be able to intellectualize and reprogram the malware that has been downloaded onto our brains, into our bodies at such a young age that we're not good enough, that we're not deserving. But then once you do that, all that pain, all that trauma that you've been suppressing, all, all the disassociation, disassociation where you've been telling yourself that you're fine, you're fine, I'm fine, I don't, I don't need my dad, I'm good, I don't need my mom, I'm good, I don't need them to validate me. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. You, you want that. Your inner child wants that. And this is why a lot of people who have unresolved trauma, especially with their parents, end up in very toxic relationships with partners that are very similar to their parents because they're trying to get that validation. They're trying to tell themselves, it's not me. It's not me. I am worthy. So let me get this person who's very similar to my dad. Let me get this person who's very similar to my mom or whoever, my abuser. And if I can get them to love me by jumping through all the hoops, by betraying myself, by abandoning myself the same way that our parents did, then I'm lovable. But you realize that doesn't work. You cannot bypass the whole stage of feeling. And I think that's what so many people in our society are trying to do. They're trying to convince themselves intellectually that they understand everything and that it's good, but then pat skip the part where they're depressed in bed for six months. They want to skip the part where they don't want to go out with friends anymore because they can no longer keep up the mask that they're, that they're happy. They want to skip the part where they have to actually confront their abusers. They have to actually confront their family and make very, very difficult decisions to choose themselves. That's the part that we don't want to do because it's very daunting. It's very, very daunting to think that, am I really going to go the rest of my life and have my parents, you know, transition to the other side with us not even having a relationship? And for some of us, yes, 
that is the reality that we need to face. That is a tough pill to swallow. We have to show the people in our lives that we do matter and not saying that you need to do it with them or gain validation. This is something that you can do completely independent of anyone. You don't need anyone in your life to be there physically to heal or to validate you or for closure. You find that within yourself because you make a choice to stop running from your past. You make a choice to say, you know what? I've been trying to put a Band-Aid, a.k.a. alcohol, a.k.a. substances, a.k.a. always having to be with people, a.k.a. workaholic. Okay, I've been trying to put this external bandaid on these feelings to distract myself from how I really feel. But once you get to a point in your journey and you are awakened to everything, not only are you awakened to the magic and the beauty that this world has to offer, but you are also very awakened to the darkness and the truth of the of your experiences and, and the darkness of this world as well. It's duality. You can't have one without the other. And so when we are running from actually feeling the the dark, low vibrational feelings that we've been running from, we're ultimately capping ourselves out at the amount of bliss and euphoria that we can feel because we have a big portion of our heart closed off. And it's because we're scared. We're scared of how these feelings are going to affect us. We're scared of the mask and the persona that we felt that we needed to wear our entire lives slipping off and people seeing that, oh, Kristen actually has other feelings than just being happy and bubbly. And when you think about it and when you say it like that, it sounds kind of ridiculous, right? Of course, (laughs) I have other feelings than just being happy and bubbly. I had a lot of anger, which would come out in my relationships when I felt threatened and insecure. I had so much sadness and uh, jealousy and envy over certain people in my life because I felt like I wasn't deserving of the same things that they were achieving. I had so many emotions that I was suppressing and just pretending didn't exist within me, which was ultimately keeping me stuck. So we have to feel it in order to heal it. So if you're finding yourself on this journey, and you feel like you truly do understand that you have processed, you've intellectualized your trauma, what has happened. You know that it wasn't your fault. It wasn't anything wrong with you. Now you have to actually let your body do its job and process the emotions so that you can truly heal and actually let it go. And so that's what I've had to do with everyone in my life. I've had to let go and friends let go of me. I've let go of friends. Friends have let go of me. And I've had to really sit with that. I've had to cry. I've had to scream. I've had to, uh, you know, just talk to my friends. I've had to um, lay in bed and cry and grieve the loss of the people that I thought would be in my life forever. I had to grieve for my inner child, um, for the type of abuse and the situations that my younger child, my younger self was in and how I didn't protect her and how I didn't show up for her. I had to grieve and let go of the resentment, the overwhelming resentment that I had towards myself and the ways that I allowed myself to be abused and be taken advantage of. I've had to forgive myself for the ways that I have taken advantage and manipulated and hurt other people. And that was not fun. That was not fun. If people like to call it ego death, and I and I think that is an amazing term because it is so much of our ego that we can do no wrong, that we you know haven't picked up some of the same traits and attributes that um, we can't stand our that our parents did to us in childhood. 
that's it's it's something that we can't get around but it also doesn't define us and once i just could acknowledge the fact that i'm human I've made mistakes. I was also trying to do my best with the tools that I was given growing up, and I didn't get a lot of emotional support growing up that I needed. And now I'm just learning this now. And does it make me a bad person? No. But I did have to hold myself accountable and say sorry and do, and do a lot of mending with certain friends in my life and also speaking my truth and no longer allowing the abuse and uh, the mistreatment and the disrespect that I allowed in the past. But in order for me to really get here and, and be in a space where I feel so free and the most happy that I've ever felt in my entire life, the most light and free was for me to finally look in the mirror and say, okay, I have a lot of feelings. I have a lot of big feelings. They come out when I'm really triggered, but I want to create a safe space for myself to feel these feelings in a more healthy manner. And so instead of having to wait until I get into a relationship and then get triggered by my partner and then be explosive to let out this anger that doesn't make sense and it just seems like it's very reactive, right? I want to allow myself some time to talk about these things, to journal, and to really allow my inner child to speak their truth freely. And then whatever feelings come from me doing that, let it be a yes. And so uh, I just really want to help as many people as I can get to this space. And this is my why. This is, this is why I love doing this work. And this is why essentially I'm doing this podcast so that I can help people on their journey and help people understand that the pain that you're avoiding, the anger that you don't feel allowed to express, it's only temporary. It's only temporary. Your feelings matter. You have a right to be mad. You have a right to be angry, but we don't have to stay there. Some of us have been in that angry space subconsciously for 30, 40, 50 years. And, you know, I always say the people pleasers and, and the people myself who feel like they're not allowed to show any other emotions, we have some of the most anger and rage. And I can, I can be honest. I had a lot of anger and rage and it would come out on my friends and it would come out in my romantic relationships and it would come out towards my family members at times where I felt that they got a little too close to my insecurities and spoke a little bit too much truth about my character because I was ashamed. Shame is the lowest vibrational frequency that we can carry. So if we are carrying all this shame for having normal emotions It's time for us to feel that shame and process it and understand that we should not feel shame for feeling our feelings. I feel like that was a mouthful. I've been wanting to make this episode for a while. Um, Yeah. So we have to feel in order to heal. So if you're feeling yourself stuck and you understand and you've processed, the next step is to actually Allow yourself to go into those spaces and release it from your body. Somatic healing, shaking, uh, dancing, crying, screaming, punching the pillows, uh, talk therapy, uh, EDMR, light therapy. There's so many different ways that we can bring these emotions out. Some of us, I know, are so suppressed that we feel extremely apathetic. We can talk about terrible things that happen to us just like this. Yep, and then this happened, and then this happened. It's because we're so disconnected from our mind and body. And then once we start to connect again, it's scary. 
once we start to connect and start to feel, you'll notice that everything starts to trigger you. All even the little things and the big things and all the things in between start to trigger you because you're giving yourself permission to come online and you can't just pick and choose. Once you make this choice that you are going to heal, it's all going to come up. So just breathe. Know that the pain is temporary and what's on the other side of this pain is so much freedom and joy and pleasure and euphoria and bliss and happiness and um, we wouldn't be able to appreciate that or get there without the darkness and the shame and the guilt and all the low vibrational feelings that we are terrified to feel. So I hope that this helped. I hope this make you made you feel less alone. And I hope this maybe connected some of the dots on why you may feel super stagnant in this part of your journey. Um, it's time to heal. So if you want to connect with me, um, I go live Monday through Friday and Sundays on TikTok at 8.30 a.m. Eastern. My handles on Instagram and TikTok are underscore stay hype. If you want to support the podcast, there's a link here where you can do a donation or subscribe to me monthly. That would be much appreciated um, so I can continue making this content. And um, yeah, I love to hear from you guys. I love to talk. The community that I that we've all created on live is so supportive. So if you are wanting some like-minded individuals and a safe place for you to start speaking your truth where maybe you feel a little more comfortable than just jumping right out there and, and talking to the people that you've been really terrified to talk to, check out my live um, every morning, 8.30 a.m. Eastern. We'd love to have you. The community is so safe and beautiful. And um, I think that's all. That's all I have to say today. That's my time. I love you. I appreciate you. And I hope you have an amazing day. Bye.